Good morning, Refuge Ministries. This is Transformation Radio from the Braille House. I dished a word, I used to pray a lot Events occurred, now I stray a lot I was traumatized when my daughter died Now I often lie and I compromise Uh, I don't know, just the hand I was dealt The pain is too real, it demands to be felt I feel like something's missing and I'm put in a position Where I gotta be a man for myself Uh, I'm in a place where my faith is challenged Take my anger, take my balance This life's a beast, I'm a nameless savage It's hard to carry on when you claiming baggage Take my sin, it keeps me excluded I'm isolated, I seem secluded I know the problems are deeply rude I need some healing, Jesus do it Different. 
Our marriage is lasting, but now we just blend in like nothing has happened. Our hearts are lost, we've wandered far. Lord Jesus, take us home. We need you, God. Please heal your bride. We're praying at your throne. It's Matt Dalton. I just coming to you to share a word that I uh, read today, and it, and it says in Exodus that only the priest could enter the most holy place, which is the tabernacle. But in Hebrews ten nineteen, we have confidence to enter the most holy place without fear, because the blood of Jesus, the perfect sacrifice, He completed what the blood sacrifices of Old Testament only symbolized. So through Jesus, we now have access to God's presence, which was forbidden to the people in the days of Moses. First uh, Corinthians 3.16 says, you yourselves are God's temple. So once you're in Christ, you are never out of church or his presence. Each of us is a walking tabernacle. So that's my words of encouragement to you guys today to understand that what they couldn't have in the Old Testament, we now have through the sacrifice of God's son, Jesus. I hope you guys have a blessed day. Thank you, guys. Love you. November 7th. Now as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Hebrews chapter 8. We'll read about finality. Uh, There were uh, no chairs in the uh, Jewish tabernacle or temple because the priest's work was never finished. But Jesus finished the work of redemption and sat down on the throne. Gives us cause to rejoice. We'll read about reality. The Jewish priests in the temple minister with copies and shadows. But Christ in heaven ministers in the original sanctuary from which the things on earth were copied. When you trust Christ, you enter a life of reality and you are forever finished with substitutes. Another cause to rejoice. We'll also read about maturity. The law of Moses was given to the children of Israel as a tutor to help them grow up and be prepared for their Messiah's coming. They were like children. God had to take them by the hand and lead them. But the new covenant, with its heavenly priesthood, leads us to spiritual maturity. God puts His Word in our hearts and transforms our character. Rejoice! and be exceedingly glad. And now, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. November 7th, Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 through 13. Here is the main point. Our high priest sat down in the place of highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand. There he ministers in the sacred tent the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands.
and since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, our high priest must make an offering too. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest, since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the law of Moses. They serve in a place of worship that is only a copy, a shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning, Be sure that you make everything according to the design I have shown you here on the mountain. But our high priest has been given a ministry that is far superior to the ministry of those who serve under the old laws, for he is the one who guarantees for us a better covenant with God, based on better promises. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But God Himself found fault with the old one when He said, The day will come, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors, when I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. They did not remain faithful to my covenant. So I turned my back on them, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds, so they will understand them. And I will write them on their hearts, so they will obey them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their family, saying, you should know the Lord, for everyone from the least to the greatest will already know me, and I will forgive their wrongdoings, and I will never again remember their sins. When God speaks of a new covenant, it means He has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and ready to be put aside. Trying to make it on faith in a struggle against the wind I've seen the dark in the broken places oh, But I know in my soul no matter how bad it gets I'll be alright There's hope in front of me There's a light I still see storm you finally find Where the hurt and the tears and the pain don't fall behind You open up your eyes and up ahead there's a big sun shining right then and there you
106, verses 13 through 31. In light of God's goodness to Israel, you would have expected the nation to submit to Him and serve Him gladly and gratefully. Instead, they sinned and had to be disciplined many times. Before you judge them, however, consider whether you may be guilty of some of the same sins they committed. God delivered Israel from Egypt, but they soon forgot His mercy and ignored His counsel. He gave them manna, and they lusted for meat. They criticized their leaders. They worshipped a golden idol, and would have been destroyed had Moses not interceded for them. They came to the border of the promised land and refused to go in. While wandering in the wilderness, they compromised with the heathen nations. Their stubborn attitude even made Moses sin. Once in the land, they compromised with the wicked nations and God had to chasten them repeatedly. Were it not for His covenant, God would have destroyed them, but He forgave them and allowed them to have many, many new beginnings. Finally, He had to disperse them among the Gentiles. Psalm 106, verses 13 through 31. Yet how quickly they, the Israelites, forgot what He, the Lord, had done. They wouldn't wait for His counsel. In the wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry land. So He gave them what they asked for, but He sent a plague along with it. The people in the camp were jealous of Moses and envious of Aaron, the Lord's holy priest. Because of this, the earth opened up. It swallowed Dathan and buried Abiram and the other rebels. Fire fell upon their followers A flame consumed the wicked. The people made a calf at Mount Sinai. They bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass-eating ox. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done such great things in Egypt, such wonderful things in that land, such awesome deeds at the Red Sea. So he declared he would destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people. He begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. The people refused to enter the pleasant land, for they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. Instead, they grumbled in their tents and refused to obey the Lord. Therefore, he swore that he would kill them in the wilderness that he would scatter their descendants among the nations, exiling them to distant lands. Then our ancestors joined in the worship of Baal at Peor. They even ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They angered the Lord with all these things, so a plague broke out among them. But Phinehas had the courage to step in, and the plague was stopped. So he has been regarded as a righteous man, ever since that time.
Proverbs 27, verses 7 through 9. Honey seems tasteless to a person who is full, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. A person who strays from home is like a bird that strays from its nest. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformation Radio. If you have any questions, affirmations, or testimonies, please send them to us at radio at menslivechange.org. Have a wonderful day.